Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are witnessing another awesome version of Intimate Conversations on TalkShoe.com. We are the Wednesday night, every other week, greatest show there is on Poet Radio, award-winning national Poetry Award winning Poet Radio, uh, two years in a row, working on year number three. Uh, this is Lovely Lyricist, your host, and my awesome co-host is uh, Prisoner of Poetry of Pop Nation, and we have come to you tonight again, have an awesome, awesome night of intimate conversations, where we do what? We discuss the intimacies of life through poetry, through whatever art that you have. And um, we plan on having a good time. So hopefully you all came on to enjoy this evening because we definitely did. we always on our A game, so just be prepared. But, you know, uh, right now I want to uh, have my co-host say something, you know, Prisoner of Poetry of Bob Nation. How you doing, Prisoner? What it is, baby girl! You was with the prisoner of poetry. You understand what I'm saying? You heard how she called me awesome and sexy and chocolate and all that other stuff. Oh, well. She didn't say that real loud, but she whispered it. Yeah, so I'm here. What's up, mama? I said all that? Well, you was thinking it. I was thinking it. Oh, you you something else to know what people (laughs) think of you. So That's my point. game. That's my, my name. Ladies. I know what the ladies be thinking about the prisoner of poetry and Pleasure Central. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Jesus. You don't have to call me God, baby. I'm just his son. Oh, you did say Jesus. Okay. Oh, a mess. Thank you. Thank you. Mess. Thank you very much. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was walking down the street today. And um, this old white woman checked me out. She checked me out. And, I, you know, I know the black chicks be into me, the Puerto Ricans. And, but an old white woman, yeah. And I, I looked in her purse, and I didn't see a whole lot of money, so I just gave her a purse. Yeah. I gave her a purse. How did you get a purse? <laughs> well, that had something to do with the police uh, coming checking afterwards. And she, she could run fast. I just said that. She could run real fast. Uh, especially for a white woman with long She got long legs, I think. That's how she got it. Huh? Why Why you have to keep stressing that she's old? Because shouldn't an old person catch me? I must be slipping or, uh, you know. I, I Usually when I, I mean, she caught me. That's all I can say. But, yeah, she's real nice when I gave it back to her. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about that. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I was too. How she catch me like that, you know. And didn't have, if, if I had, didn't have nothing in the purse, I wouldn't have caught nobody. Because I know she got a whole lot of purses. You know, old white women have a lot of purses and cats. Wow. You know a lot about them, I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, women is my specialty. Yeah. See, if she's from the west side, there ain't no way. I would have even tried it because, you know, you know, lovely, you be having some weapons and stuff. Oh, do I? Yeah, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. 
That is something else. Well, tell me something. Tell me what's been going on with you for the past couple of weeks. You know, we're only on every other week, so. Um, I went to Tennessee last week to drop my baby girl off to spend the summer with our older brother. Ever since he got married, we don't get to see him a lot, so I took the whole family down. We had a good time for the uh, fourth weekend. We had a good time, and, um. Just, you know, being a prisoner of poetry. I got to be who I am. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was okay. I know what you last mean. Last weekend, um, I bought my daughter. I just bought her a car. Um, what was that? Last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's dangerous. She don't, she don't really know how to drive. I hope she's listening. But she can't drive that well. You bought and, her a car, but you don't know that she knows how to drive. Well, I know for a fact she don't know how to drive. Yeah, you bought her a car anyway. Yeah, because she lives in Indiana and I live in Illinois. You know, I don't have to really deal with her like that. It's this thing called Metro, but okay. Well, she goes to school and she's been getting good grades. I told her I was going to get her a car and I got her a car. And, yeah, so long as she and, um, and then I have another daughter who, Every time I loans my car out to her, something is broke. Something is, um, it don't come back the way it is when I give it to her. So, mm. and when, yeah, so when uh, she had a car, I would call her and ask her to let me speak to the car. Let- and, uh, yeah, I have to speak to the car because it's been towed and impounded. Matter of fact, in three years, she got three cars towed. So your car talks? Well, if she turned it on, I know how the engine sounded, and I know that she got it. I'm glad so she'll come back I, without the I car. Was she, I, I was confused. I was confused. But that's okay, you know. Well, okay. Well, that that sounds, you know, like a, a, a slightly busy, you know, week or so. Um, me, myself, it's I've been just, you know, chilling a little bit. I was, uh, I did an interview with Chicago Bridge Magazine. Um, oh really? Yes. Yeah. Going to be posted online. Um, they're doing the editing right now. I think that's a really good honor. It's a magazine that's affiliated with Roy Ayers. He's a singer. Um, I, I'm 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 excited about it. I I, I was kind of shocked that I was even asked, but hey, I'm I'm gonna uh, see how it goes. <laughs> you know. Um, but other than so that, so if you get this, then what would your um, responsibilities entail? Say that again. If you get this, the, if you knock them off their feet in an interview, what would your responsibilities entail? Well, no, 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 oh. not for a job. It was a, it's a, it's a magazine. So oh. Just interviewing lovely lyricists. Oh, you didn't tell them about us, did you? About what? Okay, so check this out. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you right now, and this us thing. You got you need to fix your vocabulary because I don't understand. <laughs> but you know, well, check this out. Are you ready to do some spoken word and to discuss the uh, intimacies of life tonight? Let's do this. I am ready. Let's do this. Let let us so, do it. So since you sound like you're ready, did you want to go first? Nope, never want to go first. Why not? Well, okay, I'll go first. 
<laughs> I was just asking. I mean, if you would have given me a good reason, I probably would have let you have your way. What? Is you serious? Yeah. I knew you was feeling the best. I knew that. Mm-hmm. What the yeah, hell? anyway. Anyway, I'm going to uh, do this piece called A Father to His Son, I Failed You. Okay, go. I was 15 when I first tasted her lips. My hands loved to rediscover her female body parts. Newfound manhood would always find his way in between her hips. I was armed with puberty. You could start to see my mustache. Even had a few strands of hair on my chest. And tell me nothing because in my mind I knew I was better than the best. A gun in my hand and some dope in my pocket. Yeah, them hoes be smiling. But if she keep brushing up on me, on my mama, I'm going to knock it. God damn it, I didn't mean to knock it up. Now the bitch is pregnant. Maury, it ain't mine. She's a hoe. What the f- Then the baby was born and I was in the room with her. Her mama was too. Her mama getting all up in my face saying, you need to be a man. I said, oh, bitch, who is you? You ain't my mama. Can't tell me what to do. I got arrested for my work. And that X on my back, it's hard to find a job. I be trying to lean on you and your mama, but y'all put me out. Damn, life is hard. And when I come by and try to get me some, I'll be like, open the door, girl. I want to see my son. But she wouldn't unlock it because she brought that bitch-ass nigga. And she thought he was going to pop it. He kept a gun. I'm tired of all this. Ain't going to put up with this shit. And as far as you and my son, I can't commit. Too tight like OJ's glove, bitch. You must have quit. That was 15 years ago. Man, time sure flies. I'm 30 now. And it took me that long to get baptized. The Lord is helping me to take control of my vice. He was so good, he gave me a good wife. There's this desire in my heart to reconnect with my son and be a part of his life. I called his mama the other day, and she was like, nigga, please, you know you don't give a damn. I didn't call no more because I was scared to go to jail, child support, and our Uncle Sam. Out of nowhere, two years later, she cried out. She said, our son is dead. Them boys took his life. Had a fight in the alley. That's when they shot him in the back of his head while rolling the dice. At the funeral, in the casket, with that mustache, he looked just like me. He was such a smart kid. Things were different. I wonder what he would be. But because of my lack of influence, his bright future is something the world will never see. I really listened to the speakers as they talked about my son's life. And they held you. The only thoughts I have right now is, damn, son, 
I failed you. And that's that piece. Wow. Okay, so since we speak on the intimacies of life, is that a true story? No, it's not a true story, but it's a a story of um, observation. I have a, a nephew that is 16 years old. Well, he was 16 years old at the time, and he wasn't the one shot, but he was the shooter. And mm. Well, the background behind it is that um, his mother came to me and said that uh, he is having trouble in school. Right. And as his uncle, he had on some $120 Jordans. This one, this was some year back, so $120 is the equivalent to the price they pay now for him. And I'm looking at it with some $120 Jordans and then all them Fs on this report card. And his right, mama right. his mama bought the shoes, so I told him to take the shoes off. And as most young black men, he ain't taking the shoes off. I, I asked him again to take the shoe off. He wouldn't, so I picked him upside down and held him in the air as I took both his shoes off. And his mother kind of got angry with me and insisted I give the shoes back to him, and I refused. I threw the shoes out the window. And um, she, I'm not saying I handled the situation right, but she didn't want me to help her with my nephew anymore, and they moved out of town, and basically now he's in jail for murder. Oh, wow. He's 18 years old. He was 18 years old when he went to jail, and he pretty much got life in jail. But um, just from observation of him, seeing him and seeing other people that, you know, they have no influence in their life. And too many times black men, they don't really be involved in their kids' lives. And what happens is these young men run through the group ghetto streets of Chicago trying to figure out how to be a man. And way too many times, too many tough guys wind up doing some things that put them behind bars where they'll never see um, the majority of the youth. And if they still alive, when they get out, it's a matter of, it's just a matter of them uh, being 50 and 60, just getting out of jail and never really matured as a man. So uh, that piece was kind of spoke to that. And the whole idea of black men not being a part of their son's life, and it's a direct result of them going to jail, them dying, or um, young men having to learn how to be a man without male influence. And single black women do a great job of feeding and clothing their sons, but you cannot, it's hard for you to raise a son right. as a you you can tell stories about that, so that's where that piece came. Definitely, from. definitely. Wow. Um, so thank you for that. You have just witnessed the Prisoner of Poetry on, live on uh, award-winning poet radio, intimate conversations with your host, lovely lyricist and Prisoner of Poetry. Um, I just want to say real quick before we move forward, you know this 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 gift that we've been given. He gives us the opportunity to share. And what I really love about the group of people that um, I connect myself with um, in the spoken word uh, genre and things of that nature is that we are about dealing with life poetry, not just, you know, made-up stuff. 
what you did was you took something that was close to you and you presented it. And that's why I still consider that as life poetry. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not something you just sat down and thought about and, you know, put together. And you could feel it as you were saying it. So I thank you for sharing that. There's, there's many uh, women out there who are raising sons on their own, unfortunately, and many young men who need to hear these kind of things because sometimes it's just a matter of them hearing it from someone on the outside that it that it catches on and they start seeing how they need to change their lives. Um, well, I thank you for the platform for sharing it. And may I say this right quick before we move on? Um, a lot of times men, in particular black men, um, they don't realize how important that they need their sons when they get older. Mm-hmm. They actually need their sons. Right. Um, a lot of times moms have the benefit of having their sons in their lives, but men don't. And the older, as a black man, I'm starting to realize the older you get psychologically, emotionally, physically, you need your sons. And if you haven't put that time in, you won't have access to them. Because right. Because you did the things that is required for your sons to love you and be devoted to you in a way where when you're 60 and 70 years old that you have your son. That's definitely true. Wow. Okay. Well, since you, you know, serious and stuff, um, wow. I'm going to do a piece I wrote, and, yes, this is, um, it's it. I'm, well, I can't say it's funny. It's ironic. Someone asked me to uh, attend a, um event regards to survivors of sexual abuse, rape, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. And I sat down and wrote this piece not knowing their story. Mm. And when I came, and I had not memorized it, but I, I had been kind of going over it a little bit, so I had a you know, understanding of what I had written. And when I joined uh, the event, I um, it was my turn to get up and present. And so I did the piece, and when I got done, the young lady got up and said, wow, that was pretty much my story. Oh, and yeah. So I, I had no idea. It was I sat down and just thought of how it would be in a situation where the person that attacked you, you knew them. And so what I came up with was my no really meant no. See, I said no. And I don't know if he chose to drown me out or if he had some sort of doubt in my words and and he thought I said go because his hands continued to flow over the most precious parts of my body, all the while ignoring my every stop, my every no, my every I don't want to do this, along with my every scream of help from someone from anybody, but my screams and pleas went unheard, because there was no one else there, just me and him, and now I am totally scared. What had I done or said to make him think he could go there? Things have been so cool, and we have been on many dates, so what made him think that my rights he could take? And it seemed that the more I refused and resisted, the more it seemed to become a vicious fight. So let me go back. <laughs> 
we had known each other for for years. Would at first speak only in passing, yet an attraction was there. Finally, he took that step and asked me out on a date. Had no idea I would be the, it would be the start of someone I would be come to hate. I was a little skeptical at first, but figured I would take a gamble. We started talking on the phone, and after a few months, I had started considering him a friend. I had just got to the place where I thought I could trust him, and now he's broken that trust. So, of course, with tonight's situation, I know there could never be an us. Now I'm screaming out to God, wait, why haven't you stopped him? It seems like this has went on for forever, and thank God he's finally done. Had the nerve to wipe my tears, attempting to talk away my fears. Had the nerve to tell me, baby, don't worry, we all good. And it was so good that I can't wait until we do this again. My heart started beating faster, and all I wanted to do was scream. There will never be an again. Let's get that understood. But my fear told me to calm down. Find a way to get away from this clown. So I finally mustered up. It's late, and I need to get home. The entire drive, I replayed the night's events, trying to understand what I did to make him think he had the right to do this, wondering, should I call the police? And if I do, would they even believe me? Because I was at his house, and we had been on many dates. This was someone I thought I knew. So how could this take place? But right now... I just want to get where I feel safe. Calling on God in the midst of tears as I drive and things seem blurry. The next thing I remember is me telling my story. Tears rolling down my face, yet I'm still giving God glory. Because he reminded me that I had rights. Pushed me to stand up and fight. And all I know is I said no. And I don't know if he chose to drown me out or if he had doubts in my words thinking I said go. But I do know that my my no should have re- been respected and left at no, not go. This is dedicated to a friend of mine named Tot and all of the survivors of sexual abuse. And that's the piece. Wow, it's, it's so much in that. Uh, pick out, it's, it's so much in it, but um, a lot of times when you're talking about sexual abuse, you have to balance the... Um, would they believe you by questioning with the uh, how do you protect yourself from that happening? Right, right. And it seems like when you try to teach how to protect yourself, the methods that I would use to how you protect yourself seems like it's blaming the woman when it's not. Um, For instance, um, especially in today's day and age, a lot of women have disconnected their fathers, their uncles, their brothers from um, who they're dating. Mm-hmm. When you do that, when you do that, what happens is you. I believe, I strongly believe, a father, brother, uh, uncle, uh, even a male friend is plays a part in the dating. He doesn't have to be in all the intimate details, but the guy that she's interested in should know that I have a male that cares about me, and if. You, if even if I'm not right, if you treat me wrong, they might get at you. Right. And when women say I'm grown, I do what I want to do, it almost shields that kind of protection away from them. So it's as far as protection, it's her versus him. And right. many times, 
the guy wins with that. And you have to be very careful because after a woman went through something traumatic like that, if you say that, then it appears as if you're saying you're blaming them. It's, exactly. it's, um, it's really it's really emotional thing, and it's from a, a male's perspective of wanting to protect the women that he loves. You have to be very sensitive to it, but at the same time, you have to find a way to let your female um, friends or sisters or wives or daughters that you love them and you want to protect them. So they should have you involved in God's consciousness that, hey, somebody loves me, and if you do me wrong, then you might be subject to them coming and doing something to you. Definitely, definitely. Thanks for that information. It needed to be shared. So we're going to keep this thing going. we got some callers on the line waiting to uh, be heard. Um, bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. You need help. We're going to bring in our next caller, uh, Illinois caller. Um, you are witnessing Poet Radio Intimate Conversations. Uh, who do we have on the line tonight? Hi, this is NSO from Poet. Hello, what's up? Hey, everybody. Y'all need to watch something. Don't listen to lovely you with me, okay? Teacher, a couple of uh, weeks ago. Dang. Um, I'm not saying it because I was in it, but it was off the chain. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we'll be doing something together again soon. But in a song, did you call in to share with us tonight, or you just call and say hi? You better say share. Oh, I got to say share? Okay. I guess I can share something. I didn't know what I was going to share. I was just calling in to support. <laughs> this is you intimate conversation, support. so whatever you is on your mind is what you share. We, it's not about anything that comes to people's mind when they say intimate, but this is about the intimacy of life. So whatever you write about is the intimacy of life. Oh, okay. She well, said, okay. Uh, <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Well, I have a piece. I actually don't have a name for it. Uh, it was just a situation that I went through and uh, um, with someone I was seeing a long time ago. So I'll do that one. I actually don't have a name for that piece. But um, here it goes. Never did I anticipate to leave me in a mental and emotional state which I couldn't escape, but yet my feelings for you continue to elevate. It was never no need for us to debate. We both know we had a lot of state, but we need to collaborate so we can deliberate and we need to terminate what our hearts have came to create. But you being you and me being me, me loving you and you not caring for me, this is going to pan out to the way you planned it to be. You walking away after satisfying your sexual needs, me standing here with tears in my eyes hurting eternally, but you fucking with me emotionally. You're going to make them demons rise up and hurt you physically. But that's not the way I wanted things to be. I thought a friendship was established between you and me. They told me you were the number one player, but I didn't want to believe. I thought you were sincere when you told me you loved me. But they say everybody plays a fool sometimes. But it is one exception to that rule. I should have prayed to my father about you. And maybe I wouldn't have played a fool for you. And yet, I still do want to physically hurt you. But I'm going to do what my father told me to do. Pray for those who spitefully misuse you. That's that piece. Wow, okay. Um, in the soul, let me encourage you to keep praying to God so you don't kill nobody. 
I really one of the one of the things that I liked about the piece is when you were speaking about in relationship to the guy, it was a certain speed. It was a fast speed, and when you right. start focusing on yourself, the speed was different. And to me, that represented that you and him weren't on the same page. You weren't on the same speed, and because of that, it seems like that the relationship didn't work. Y'all didn't want the same thing in the relationship. And you um, really um, kind of scared me, I guess you could say, with the <laughs> idea that you, you're like, I'm trying to be good, Jesus, but I'm going to kill this mother. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it sounded. I was going to give you my number, but I don't think I, I don't think I am because I'm just a glad Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love that piece. I really enjoyed it. You know who that is, right? That was the crazy one that was there with the orange jumpsuit. I advise you to Yeah, I, I, I figured that out when I heard him say you're going to tell him about us. Right. <laughs> so I want to say thank you for sharing that with us. And like you said, I really enjoyed how you at first you, you kind of was on the on the quick mode, and then when you got to the point of your, how can I put it, revelation or restoration, you calm down and you came to your senses and, and you could tell in the piece and how it started to flow. So I was like, oh, she is on here blazing the mic. Good Lord, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely thank you for sharing with us. You that's can hang good. on, please do, because we, hopefully we can get you back on, but we got a few more callers that are ready to blaze the mic as well. So okay. we're going to put you back on mute for right now, but we got you. Thanks. And it's all okay. love you, baby. All right, so we're going to keep this thing going. Uh, again, you ju- you've joined in on uh, Intimate Conversations on the award-winning Poet Radio at TalkShoe.com. Uh, we're going to keep this thing going because the mic seems like it's getting hotter and hotter. So the Illinois call, who do we have? You know what it is? It's a script. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, listeners? What up, man? What? Really? Yeah. It says Illinois. I don't know who it is. But hey, script script is uh one of my poet brothers. He then came on yes, the scene, and well, he been on the scene, but he's joined with poet, and he's been doing his thing. Uh, man, when I say doing his thing, he's hosting. He's what? doing it. So um, yeah, I host on um host on host on Mondays. Poet radio every Monday, um eight o'clock. I have a, a open mic next Tuesday. At the mm-hmm. Flossmore Station Restaurant and Brewery in uh, Flossmore, um, the okay. address is one zero three five Sterling Avenue. Uh, um, so start eight seven. That's South Suburbs, um, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, South Suburbs. South Suburbs. I'm not sure if you are on a speaker or something, but you kind of going in and out. If you can try to clear that up, but uh, I hope you came on the spit and not just. To tell us about your event. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I did. I actually have a. Am I still going in and out? <laughs> uh, that's better. So you you got the mic. Do your thing. Yeah. Now, now, before I start, okay. All right, I have this new piece that I'm working on. It's an erotic piece, so. Um, that's okay with everybody. Hope everybody listening has grown. Um. Wait, wait, before you uh, before you go, give me one second. 
For any of you all who are waiting on the line, we will get to you, but if you press star 8, it'll let me know that you definitely want to be heard and you're not just listening. I do see Misconception is on the line. I see uh, Minnesota caller on the line. Boy, them hands went up. That's so, what's up. Uh, okay. That's what's up. And they say that, and I'm not, I'm not good at rap. I do poetry. No, no. So, Script, you got the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Take your clothes off. I'm on my I want you tonight. Not be you tonight. I'm going to do new to you. And you going to do new things to me. And we don't tonight some new things tonight so stop right there stop there no 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 don't just turn that on because you don't need to see me because I see you that's all we need I was going in and out again I'm sorry guys but I was thinking, and uh, I decided that it would be my duty to let you sit on face tonight. Oh. I mean, baby, just grind. Don't you worry about my breathing, me suffocating. You see, tonight is about you. I just want you to masturbate your clit on my tongue tonight. Don't worry about my breathing. I'm prepared to drown from you. You see, the EMTs can come in and write me up for suicide by overdose of the pussy. They can find me laying there. They can find me laying there with the overflow of your juices running up my throat, down my chin, down my neck, to the head of my I want to witness a hurricane so I could be proud of why I say that's your pussy nickname. I want you to get lost in the moment while I get in that zone and you moan and you grab my dreads while I'm grabbing that ass, guiding you to come. I want you to backbend, baby. I'm going to make you backbend, baby. I'm going to make you shake the headboard. Be as loud as you want to. Let's not give a shit about my neighbors because, honestly, I don't like their asses no way. Baby, your pussy just feels so good on me. It's like a new chain, a new suit. It's a perfect fit, tailor-made to me like a mouth guard is, baby. You... Just tastes so good. Massage my taste buds. Extra oil. Deep tissue. Mm. I can't believe you didn't know how much I love to suck on your pussy. Check this out. This is what I want you to do. I want you to pretend I'm not me. No. I want you to pretend like I'm not a person at all. A living creature so you don't give a shit. No. I want you to pretend like... In my face, the only way you can come. The only way you can squirt. The only way you can have an orgasm, and if you don't fuck my face tonight, so you can come, so you can squirt, so you can have an orgasm, you'll lose a clip forever. I'm not serious. Look, check this out. Why are you riding my face? I want you to face me, right? Then I want you to sit so far down my lips, I can see my tongue doing tricks through your belly button. Hmm. You know how I say when I say when 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 you how it feels when your pussy grasps my dick when you come. 
I want to see what that feels like on my tongue. I want to see if I'm that good. I want to see if I can do those tricks you like while I'm laying on my back like them circular motions I do with my tongue around your clit that make you jerk so sexy like. Or how I flick it just right. Or how I do them side to side motions lightly with my lips when you take your fingertips and press down and make your clit stick out a little further. Baby, we're going through three sheets tonight. The good ones. And I wash them. I wash them proudly knowing that I almost had to throw out my mask and I dare Permission to let any guy match this, baby. Let me please you. Then I'll go all in. Nose dive. I mean, all eyes on board. I mean, pretend that you a peephole so I can see your throats through your pussy, baby. I am a Leo. You know what this was? Please, I was born for this. I'm convinced that this is my proposition of life to proceed in, in conga language and. and, 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 and and uh, baby, please cut that sex, that scary shit out, and come on while I'm in this freaky ass mood. Just get lost in the moment. Relax. Get lost in the music. Take your clothes off. I'm on my way. I want you tonight. Not to be you tonight. Cause I'm gonna do new. To you, and you gon' do new things to me, and we gon' do new things tonight. Some new things tonight, and that's that piece. Brand new. Well, damn. I appreciate it, you know. I'm down. Lovely, lovely, calm down. Lovely, calm down. Oh, She don't fuck my face tonight, so she can come, squirt, have an orgasm. She'll lose a clip forever. Jesus, okay. help this man and his okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where would she lose that? She going to swallow the girl clip? But, I mean, okay. Let me no, say it's just, it's just, back in. I don't just, know. But. Okay, y'all. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Now, in my oh. lifetime, I think I had some pretty good pussy. <laughs> I would never want no pussy that'll kill me. And I'm going to tell you why. If it's that good, you ain't going to get it again if you're dead. So, please, don't give right. me that good of it. <laughs> right. I love the peace. I love it. And I'm hating on you. And the reason I'm hating on you is because Bo can sing. He came out there and did that. And then he mm-hmm. put this piece on top of it. I mean, it was it was incredible. It was like, I don't man. Know. Okay. That's something to hate man, on. Man, I appreciate, I'm I appreciate it. Wow. So hey, what, hey, look, look. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I did a good job, man. You, 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 yeah. Mhm. Um, <laughs> if you can, hang on. We're gonna try to get you back on, but we got a few more callers that, that's waving their hand. And Jesus, okay. you know, let's let's get him a minute. So, uh, 
Yep, everybody stretch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. Calm down, lovely. Calm right. down. What we gonna do is we gonna do kind of a a, a quick um, Jesus. We gonna do kind of a quick speed round. I got misconception on the line, and then I got somebody from Minnesota. I'm gonna unmute you all, and in that order, I'm gonna have you all uh, speak. But first, let me talk to you. Hey, misconception. Hey, Minnesota. Uh, how y'all doing? Real good, how are you? See, see how she comes on with that old sexy, seductive-ass voice? She, oh, you know she <laughs> had me after hearing that piece. She was uh, practicing right, right. the meal. Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 I'm actually losing my voice. <laughs> but um, I, I did that on purpose. I knew what I was doing. You know, I've been doing this for a while. I should be, yeah. And who do we have on the Minnesota line? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear hey, you now. A little bit more. Kind of hear background noise, but. So, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. You didn't hear. Did you hear me? No, I didn't hear what you said at all. I just heard. Did you hear? Okay. Me? My name is Warren. Do you hear? I'm sorry, you said your name is what? Wordplay for you to hear. Wordplay for you to hear. I'm scared already. So wordplay for you to hear. Um, I'm not sure if you understand what our speed round consists of, but what we're going to do is we're going to have Misconception go first, and then you'll go directly behind her. Um, Okay. No introductions of the piece or anything like that, but once she stops, she'll say something probably to the fact of end peace, and then we want you to just come on with it. And then we'll talk to you after that. So, Misconception, you have the mic. You know what? Before I start, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Okay, real quick, just because I know we got people in the Illinois area. I wanted to uh, invite everybody out this Sunday to Sex in Sin City. And uh, I'm just going to leave it right there. It's at Club Karma. So, inbox now, Facebook, and I'll give you the rest on that note. Okay, just wanted to make sure that I let you guys know uh, what's going on and where I'll be found out here in Harvey, Illinois. Um, real quick piece. He interests her like a slow sip of fine wine as he gazes into her eyes. She accepts him across her taste buds, saving every bit of his flavor panel as she indulges in the excitement of her thirst being quenched by the lust-filled tones he exudes. So enchanted, even she releases a gentle but internal silent quiver, the object of her sense-filled sensation. He is enveloped in her drive and inhibitions, encapsulated. But this was just in her fantasy. The reality of his existence was an often unwelcome but almost daily a guaranteed challenge. In the distance, he watched her blossom and envied her voyage. Romanced by his voice, she submitted to the pillow talk he offered her, to increase her want for him and her willingness to be submissive in his dominance. Thrilled with the fact that she was entwined in him, he was committed to being an everlast that she can maintain an interest in. Forcing himself into her at every waking moment, she accepted and pleasured him in orderly fashion. As according to the agreement, she would always submit to his assertion. 
insertion, penetration, and exertion of his inner inertia and exhibition of his extension of intention as he came to in and on her with tantric innovation. Thrilled with the idea that he could so impress, she relinquished to him all of her inner dimensions, knowing that he would give her all of her wants and all of her needs, and that she would always be his submissive, ever so willing to please, becoming lazy in the option of endlessly having his permission. He has commanded her every position, her behavior, designed to meet his expectation, verbal, linguistic, expert, tongue tricks performed on him as he impresses vibrantly, caught in the softness of her lips, and he presses his feet to the air. As climatic epitome slowly approaches, she has now claimed dominion over him. As the raw passion ignites, they have a mutually fueled explosion. And that's that piece. Oh, well... Roleplay, you have the mic. This piece is called The Creatress Goddess of Love. She came into the room with the energy of the mystics. Simplistic in her approach, external thoughts of most of the men in the room and some of the women that were obviously mystic. Eyes that hypnotized as if cast from water for crystal. Hips that swayed in the blissful, holistic motion of the ocean. Lips slightly moistened as if by the morning dew. Skin as dark as the night, definitely a daughter of a guru. As she moved across the floor, I couldn't help but think to myself, she got it going on before I knew what she was here for. Being shy and late, I felt the uneasiness of fighting my wellness there. You see, I knew if she would have looked in my eyes, she would see my soul and me to feel better. Who was this one who commanded the attention of the audience and the present? Mesmerizing even the air around her, invoking the spirit of reverence. Confident yet humble in her approach with movements in tune with nature's flow, she undoubtedly had something within her that reflected the energy of the cosmos. A vibration so soothing that it made even the fallen angels cry out of joy because even they knew that to view her beauty, they had to look through the eyes of God. Then it all came back to me, flood my memory as if by a thousand rivers. She was the goddess of love brought to this realm as the creatress with a message to deliver. As she looked into my eyes, I knew she was all that I ever dreamed of. As the anticipation made my body shiver, all of my fears of the past seen distant second thing I'm like an eternity as my fears began to wither. And then she spoke to me with a simple hello. With a voice that was more soothing than ten thousand gentle sun, she asked me if I ever understood the universal cosmos that makes us all one. She explained that love is the current that connects us all as my eyelids filled with tears that began to fall. And she kissed my tears as she warmed my spirit, giving me the strength to stand tall. The creatures, goddess of love, said she had always been here sharing the singularity with us all. Then she asked me, have you ever danced with the angels while taking flight? Dreams of the wings of the mind you can fly. Come swim with me across the sky. We can ride the rings of Saturn and winter on Mars. She said, I think it's a fantasy that she was serious when she told me this love would never be the fairy. Maybe somewhat mysterious because I wasn't familiar with the star series and it could leave me feeling somewhat delirious. 
She said we could scan the asteroid belt and swim in the indigo blue atmosphere of Neptune to noon if we hear in the heavens and ears. She said all it takes is us to synchronize our being to the perfect tune of our love, eliminate many remnants of fear that was near us. And she held me with an embrace of all of heaven's angels, and I know I was home. And she reminded me she was always with me in my chromosome. From before I was born to long after the days my vessel would be gone, she touched my very soul and reminded me I was never alone, and I cried. Tears of a thousand rivers that reminded me who she was. Tears of joy because of all the sorrow that kept me from knowing what I was made of. Enlightenment, spirit, and soul from the cosmic energy from above. To break me from the bells to cap my mind shut because I have forgotten the creatures, goddess of love, and that's that piece. Wow. Y'all yeah, play too much tonight. Let me say this. Our show is only one hour. And y'all <laughs> came on here clowning and acting a fool and making people want more. <laughs> Jesus. You know what it seems like? I don't know if you, uh, I don't know how it happened, but they were a perfect pair to go back to back like that. I mean, right. It, it almost seems like, I mean, it was perfect. I loved it. You got Okay, it now you like said the name is Wordplay for the... Wordplay for you to hear. For you to hear, okay, I okay. want to make sure I was... I'm on Facebook under Isaac Vincent Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that piece, bro. I love that piece. Thank you, brother, and I appreciate it. Yeah, that you, was fun. Are you logged into the uh, chat room? Uh, no, I'm not, actually. I, You know, I, okay. got the, I got the message on my messenger. I don't know how, who has my number. Someone sent me a text message, and so I figured I'd check it out and see what was going on. Okay. Yeah, that was probably lovely. She's a stalker. Everything yeah, I said something like that. Years ago, she's been sweating. I got to thank her for talking to me tonight because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. Well, we want you to come back. Now, check this out. The young lady that you heard before you, her name is Miss Conception. Miss Conception, along with uh, Kylie and uh, Kylie Brown, and um, my brain is going blank. But they are on. We're we're on opposite of each other. They're on every other other Wednesday, and then it's us every other Wednesday. We would like for you to join us. The Poet Radio is on uh, Sunday through Friday. But we would like for right. you to join us and continue to share with us because that was nice. I, 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 I caught the atmosphere with the, with the uh, music in the background. I, I noticed it, so you know. Noticed it. Yeah. Um, we noticed how it picked up, and it was like cosmic with the angels and everything. Yeah, so we right. still... Right, perfectly planned. So, like I said, you know, we thank you for joining us, Misconception. Awesome piece. Sorry you're losing your voice, but you did your thing. Um, thank you. so we're going to bring on some more uh, poets. we got like nine minutes left. We can run over a little bit, but, you know, we want to make sure everyone is heard because we pride ourselves on ensuring that if you want to be heard, you are heard. Um, so I'm about to mute you all, but we're going to bring on some more guests. And let's see. We're going to bring on... Uh, yeah, we're going to bring on three people. We have, and then we're going to do another speed round in this order. If you didn't catch me, speed round is you're going to just do your piece, end your piece, and then the next person, and I'll give you the order. We have an Illinois caller. Who am I speaking with? Hello, Illinois caller. Who am I speaking with? Oh, this is Script again. What's going on? I'm still on. Oh, wrong person. Hold on, Script. 
You play too much. <laughs> All right, we have another Illinois caller. Who am I speaking with? Ascension Design. Hey, Ascension Design. How you doing, girl? Woo! You are so divine, yeah? Ascension Divine, you're going to go first in this next speed round, but give me a second. Hold on. We got Poet Kai on the line. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, fam? Oh, hey, Kai. I was wondering what already got their tickets. I guess I should have put two and two together. This is Kylie Brown right here, y'all. I was just talking about her. Yes. Yes, yes. We got Ascension Divine of B of three BM and we got Poet Kylie Brown of Poet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's raise the mic. I know they're gonna do their thing. Um, let's do this. I'm gonna go ahead and let you all hit the speed round and then if you got anything quick to say we'll get that in, okay? So cool. in that order, Ascension Divine and then Kylie Brown. You got the mic. They say Support those who support you. But that's like saying support those who never support you because because when you invite them, they never come through. But when you miss their event, they say, where were you? I say, in my skin, trying to figure out how to win because obviously it's not with you. Because real support, that regardless, not when it just benefits you. I'm, if this wasn't true, then you wouldn't be offended. So if you're feeling froggy, I advise you not to jump. But you get what you receive. Even if you deceive, best to believe I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep shining as long as the sun keeps shining. As long as it gives me breath to air to breathe, I will achieve whatever my heart's dream. The Bible says where there are two or three are gathered in the midst, so I just need a few people on my team. Or it could be God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit residing in me to beat me, achieve who I'm destined to be, I would tread this journey while God is making room for me. Even while you still hated me, I still lend out my hand at my own reach to lift you because when you forgot to lift me. But guess what? I'm going to still be me, even if you're trying to be a carbon copy. Mm, mm, mm. Brown, you have the mic. Sorry, I was on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm Hey, sis, what you came for? Don't you wish you came more? Boy, what you playing for? Uh, come on. Come on, let me kiss that. Ooh, I know you missed that. What's wrong? Let me fix that. Twist that. Sauntering through the entry was the blueprint of man, the David that Michelangelo wished he could have sculpted if society hadn't been so biased. Skin as deep as midnight's envy, a scent that made every nerve ending solidify with anticipation. Movements as stealth as a panther in heat, I was already in trouble. My reaction? was physically involuntary yet mentally predatorily awakening. I mistakenly watched his shirt float through the air and land on the floor when I should have been watching the emergence of a body built like a demigod. 
His skin was the shade of umber that fireplace embers desire to be one day. He was charcoal marble with cafe noir veining. His eyes deeper than a doll's stare, lashes darker than the descent to the ocean's bottom with hair so beautiful and shiny that I could see his DNA strands. Touching his flesh was like sleeping naked on a mink duvet. (laughs) Have you ever kissed bliss? ever tasted forever, (laughs) then you know him. I leaned in to inhale his exhale and whispered in his ear, what do you like? He was direct and succinct, and so I smiled. My reply, if you have a top ten, when I'm done, let me know where I rank. (laughs) He was a Christmas gift. On a spring day, so I smiled, giggled, and clapped at my fortune as I bowed before his majesty. I mapped my course. His smell reminded me of the first cool sip of hose water at the place had during summer vacation. He was even considerate enough to prepare a clean plate for my meal, and that alone deserved special attention. (laughs) We were the perfect match of receive and relieve as I had to stave off the imminent eruption of an oral fixation. (laughs) Rhythmic rotation, sopping salivations, captivating compulsion, tickling tip to tail. Make sure that the sides and dangling participles had good things to say about the customer service. I felt the telltale signs of two handfuls of my afro being gripped, and the lion's roar was stifled by its own intensity, and every drop was caught, every inch cleaned, and looking up one final time, I watched the contraction of a 12-pack as the tip was being thoroughly sanitized. Then he stood abruptly and said, I can't feel my knees, and that's never happened before. This king stared into my soul as he proclaimed, next visit, I have something to prove, and I can't wait to see what crows await my pen. Baby, tonight's the night I let you know Baby, tonight's the night we lose control Baby, tonight you need that Tonight, believe that Tonight I'll be the best you've ever had And I don't want to brag But I'll be the best you've ever had In peace Ooh. I don't like people coming off the show and telling all my business. Don't come telling my business. That's for between me and you. Holy brown, you nasty. Now I understand why you're a beast woman. Can you do me a favor? 
Can Absolutely. you kind of, you know, speak on that real quick? What we're going to get ready to do? I think we might have one other person that hasn't been heard, but I'm going to double check. And then we could do a speed round to take this out. Because y'all, mm-hmm. y'all did so well, I got excited. Um, you know, I'm, I'm LL. I kind of, you know, don't follow rules all the time. Absolutely. So, never, never. <laughs> so, but, so, Kylie Brown, I understand that you um, auditioned for something that's pretty big in the Chicago area. Yes. And I want you to talk about that real quick. I sure will. Um, Beast Women is an award-winning all-women variety show. And you have to audition whether you are an amateur or a, um, or a professional, or even if you've ever been on any of their other shows, and that's to keep you on your toes, and that right there tells you how bad this show is. Now, what I really want to say is that they don't have very many spoken word artists. So if you make it in as a spoken word artist, you have to be a beast. Because they have women that spit fire, women that dance burlesque on broken glass. They have women that that come out on stage with other women on their back. Like this, this right here is that is is that thing that I can't get rid of. So let me talk about it. They have all kinds of performances. All women from the Chicago area. Um, there's always critics at the performances, and it is a huge opportunity to move your career forward and to be booked for other paying gigs. So right. it is definitely uh, a, a wonderful opportunity, and everybody that I know, I, I, I uh, encourage them to go and try out every single time they have a season. Well, Kylie, I'll tell you this. You are a beast among lambs, so I know you. <laughs> he is so silly. He is so silly. Thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you, thank you. Are you still on the line? You know what? Can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. I know, I know you quick. Um, I I have a show also on Black Satin Radio, which is on Blog Talk. It actually debuts again tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. It's called Kylie's World. Hey! <laughs> so come in and drop your ink. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I I invite you all out. Please post it on my page. Uh, I'm, of course, you know, but I'm on uh, Facebook at Antoinette Lovely Lyricist Coleman. So please post it on my page. I would definitely share that. Um, and anybody else that came on the line, if you have any information, post it on my page. My page is open. Uh, if you're not my friend, please request me. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have enough friends where I'll be telling you it's it's blocked. But I have some. <laughs> so, please do so. And, and again, congratulations. Ascension Divine. Yes, ma'am. Young lady. Yes. You know what? Um, I'm going to cry. But your piece was the shit. I'm just saying. Um, the reason I say that is because she, if, 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 if you all thought about it, she was talking about support. And one of the things that happens in the whole spoken word uh world is that you have a lot of people who are confused about what support means, first of all, and what it's about. You cannot run around saying people don't support you when you don't support anybody. You know, you cannot expect people to support everything you do in the way that you feel that they should do it. I'm a strong advocate of this. I have a life. 
And if I have a life, how the hell can I do everything you asked me to do? Amen. Something that really touches me. How can I do everything you asked me to do if I have a life of my own? And then it turns around to when I'm doing something, even if you have nothing to do, you're not supporting it. But support goes in so many ways. Support hits with sharing your flyer. You heard what I just said to everybody. If you got something going on, put it on my page. Support is detailed in more than just I'm going to spend my money and show up at all of your events. Because, again, I have a life, and I would be concerned if there's someone in this world that can show up at everything I ask them to show up to, including if they're my man, because Good, they need to have a life of their you own. So I, 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 I thank you for sharing that information. And people just need to really understand what support really is about. I may not be there visually all the time. But if I can get the word out and get somebody there, you should be happy for that. But at the same time, share my flyer. Come to one of my events. Act like you know that I'm out here. Because if I've done different things with you, you should be able to do different things with me. So, you know, I'm off my soapbox now. Thank you both for that information. Um, Give me a moment. I need to check this one call because I'm not sure if this is somebody we missed, and I don't want to miss anybody. And then I'll run you all down on how we're going to do the speed round. We're only five minutes over, so we all right. <laughs> so hold on. While she's checking, let me say this. Love, you ain't got no life. I'm your life. I'm your air you breathe. Take, take a nap somewhere, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think this is script again. I think I hit Oh, so I don't think we missed anybody. Oh, this is what we're going to do. Everybody else. No, I'm just, (laughs) I love you, (laughs) especially now after that piece. (laughs) Man, I'm going to have to look. If your wife come up missing, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) So check this out. We're going to do another speed round, um, and we're going to end the show in that fashion. I will let everybody know, you know, what order we're going to go in. We're going to take, um, I'm going to get it right in a minute. Um, Wordplay for your ear. Did I say it right? Wordplay um, for you to hear. Wordplay for you to hear. Hey, I was close. I was close. I was close. Yeah. No, don't, Word you know, play for you to hear. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a little old. Um, but You ain't old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't be telling everybody. Um. We're going to take you first. You're going to be first. Um, uh, Ascension Divine, we'll have you after wordplay. Um, oh, it's somebody else on one of these lines, and I can't think of who it is. Okay, how about we do this? Let's see. Uh, okay, so wordplay, Ascension Divine. Uh, script, there we go. Script after Ascension Divine. Uh Kylie Brown, and then Misconception. And after Misconception, then we'll have my wonderful co-host, uh, Prisoner of, of Poetry, and then I'll end. So remember, this is a speed round. No introduction. Just state your piece, end your piece, and the next person to come on. You got the mic. Wordplay. You are the universe. She told me that she just wants to feel complete. I told her that it's important that she knows that within her is the completeness of the universe, expanding through the vastness of the heavens beyond the multiverse. 
With a perplexed look in her eyes, she nodded her head to agree. Yet her body language spoke a language that said she felt defeated. As she turned and walked away, I gently grabbed her hand and pulled her close to me as to allow her to hear me breathe. And I told her that these breaths that I breathe are only possible because your sister and brother universes that are one with you joined together to create a universe. I explained that we are all pieces of that very universe, manifesting ourselves in the form of these allographic vessels, and that I was here to remind her in her feelings of incompleteness that she is a reflection because of her allographic form of that universe. She seemed taken aback as I explained that these feelings of incompleteness are akin to that universe expanding itself, taking on new form. Never incomplete, instead all-encompassing with the one. Multi-layered in its complexities, always confirming where we're from, sometimes passing us with doubt on what is to come. I took her hand and put it on my chest as to allow her to feel the beat of my heart, and I told her that this heartbeat shares its beat with the earth which shares its beat with the galaxy, which shares its beat with the universe, which shares its beat with the multiverse to remind us all who we are. All beaten in unison, no matter how near or how far. Just another reminder of the source that is within us. That is God. That God force within, more complete than your mind will ever comprehend. Presenting itself through me in the here and now as your best friend. That tell you as I approach you to hold you in my arms so that you apprehend that the ascension of us together as one will stop these feelings of not being complete for you to transcend. As I saw the defeat within a beginning subside with the connection of our eyes, I held her closely in my arms just to allow the spirit within me for her begin to rock. I gently kissed her forehead and told her, never believe that you are incomplete. Know that you are the universe in all your glory, sin as the creatures goddess to never ever retreat. Know the glory of thy being. Close your eyes and begin to sing. Ride the wings of your soul through. Trust the love of your heart. You are the universe in peace. Next. Ascension Divine. Maybe she's on mute. Ascension Divine, are you on mute? Okay. All right. Script, you're up next. <laughs> um, when people see me, they be like, boy, damn you short. But you're right, and it makes you so tall in it. I'm just like, maybe it's the way I walk, the fine line between fiction and reality, the relevant flow in me, the rejuvenation of poetry, ideal vision of what a true lyricist is. I just let the compression of my soul blow out for no capacity to the velocity to a nova above the distance to what a telescope can see, the remedy of poetry penetrating you like a flu shot. And listen, the pen don't lie, and the paper do cry. So that's why I rest my eyes, because in the ink my lids do trust the permanent penetration of personal lifestyles. I have a pearl vision, a relentless mission, an artistic intuition of lyrics. I have an institution of verbal cursive linguistics, 
I'm a producer's author of a suspense to a sequel. I have sequences of pictures in my nog and a novel touching all people, and it's just a manifestation out of meditation, of metaphors. I'm a mammoth of rhetorical mischief. They say, look what the wind blew in, because I have the capability of vocally covering the sands of the Sahara and high-speed deaths. My words be so widespread. My best pieces be formed in the cards that I'm writing in, looking at the starlight to like, if I had a plan in my life, I would have a designated island and continent with lyricists that possess the essence of making sense. Cause I've been so sincere writing this poetry thing since I was an infant, taking advantage of the gift given, not giving the hell my words for deep numbers and some brain cells for something which is be out of focus. And I just take I just take I just take shots like polar caps because I'm able to fill in big voided spots like polar caps because I'm a man of beginning. I understand when you see me, you be like, boy, damn, you short. But you're right and make you so tall. And I'm just like, maybe it's the way I walk, the fine line between fiction and reality. Maybe the rejuvenation of poetry, the ideal vision of what a true lyricist is. I just let the compression of my soul be allowed to that. Have you taken the time mm, to count your blessings? He's been good. Yes, he's been good. Have you looked around? To see what God has done, he's been good. Yes, he's been good. No, this is the song playing in my head every single time you come against me. You cannot win, for this is the song that never ends. When you abbreviated my childhood, I hummed it. When you bruised my delicate flesh, I sang it. When you stole the last of my sanity, I danced to it. And when I was beaten, locked in rooms, stalked and assaulted, I embraced the message of it. When my soulmate met that prostitute, I used it as prayer. And when they lowered my son into the ground in a tiny white box, I moaned it. When it happened again to my daughter, I lifted my voice and praised to it. I paced the floor trying to hold together what was left of my life and my mind and I dropped to my knees asking for renewal. I prayed for forgiveness in the dark and he was always there. So I sang, he's been good to me. God's been so good to me. He's been good to me. I love him, 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 he has set me free, he's been good, and I love him, he's been good, in peace. There are times when you're stumbling and then you feel that Something keeps you from falling. That's that push. There are times when you're unsure of your worldly calling and suddenly you become the answer for someone else's despair. You become that friend. You become that ear. You become those arms that embrace. You become that one who shares care. That's 
that push. There are moments when you feel the pain is too much to bear, and then suddenly you can't stop falling into the laughter whether it's your own or someone else's. You realize that there is going to be an after that's that push. When the chips are falling and there's but one you can call on and you reach out, hands held high, not because you're saying don't shoot, but because you're ready to throw the towel in and you're just waiting on an answer. You hear that little voice from within. It's renewing. It tells you be calm, relax. You will get through this. That's that push. Those times when you're ready to throw that towel in, seconds later you win with your own solution. Never forget that from you, that's that push. When you feel lost with no guidance and you're still overcoming trying, trials and triumph over circumstance, always know that that's that push. See, that push is from within, and it's really the gentle hand of the creator, that hand of the creator that's still on you, that's ever so gentle and tender, and sometimes you forget it exists. But know that you will always have that push and that peace. He looked down on her as if she was so dirty. She wiped the salty release from her mouth. Standing up, he tossed a $10 bill on the floor. She said, I said 20, as he walked towards the door. He reached to his pocket and took out a five, four singles and 78 cents. Tossed it over his shoulder, saying, close enough, you filthy little whore. Picking up the pocket change, she reminisced about how a ugly old fat bald headed dog like him couldn't even breathe the same air as she did as a twenty one year old brick house. But that was before the drugs and the kid after kid after kid. Picking up the last penny, still on her knees, she said, Lord help me, please. The epiphany was overpowering by the desire to hit the rock. This job was a means to do her expertise. Cracked money in her pocket. Her heart was hurting, but her mind was at ease. She walked through the valley of the shadows of the ghetto and feared no evil. Ten years later, what has become of the prom queen? Where is her retrieval? Tricking Johns for pocket change, the oldest profession in the world is still Medieval. Oh, hell no. Here comes the cops. She takes off running, looking for a place to duck her head in. The only door open was the house of the Lord, and they were talking about the forgiveness of sin. As fine as she was, the cops peeked their heads into the church but couldn't see her. It was a moment of reminiscence of those without sin cast the first stone. Maybe their eyes were blinded by Christ within. Mama, where are those that accuse you? Where are the people that condemn you? These were the words caught the woman's ear as she was about to sneak out the door. She spoke honestly, but pastor, I don't belong here. I'm a crack hole. And he said, it's not my job to condemn, but to lift up. We must die from our sins to live again. That's what we are prepared for. He stood at the altar and reached out his hands and said, come, 
each step, tears poured, and she began to praise God, and she started looking at the people. Her moanful cries, seeking and reaching forgiveness, echoed through the church, people's church steeple. One person thought to himself, why is she crying out so loud and praising God so hard? She cried and worshipped in sincerity, not just for trying to pull on a sinner card. She had a lot of sin, and he protected her, even when she didn't worship the Lord in his backyard. She made her supplications to God and asked for the direct forgiveness. At the end of the service, she was moved to put her crack money in the offering, all save a penny. Needless to say, the coin fell to the ground outside as forgiveness of sin is taken back place from her many. Winehead picked up the picked it up on the way to the liquor store to buy him some Hennessy. There was no pain that God can't heal. Pray for him tonight. That's that piece. Lovely. You up. It's morning in weeks at night away. It happened. Now we we can turn back the hands of time. No, no, we can't turn back. Yes, we've stolen this moment. But we still got to face one simple fact. That we've not known each other long. Yet... We've sexed the night away, gazing into each other's eyes, wondering what the other is thinking. So excited, we're both sinking into a moment of what's to come. Our bodies gently touch, and there's a heat so intense that it need not be explained. A heat that tonight, baby, neither of us plan to keep contained. Love or lust, hell, it doesn't even matter. Because we both know something's going down tonight. Finally, this close to share feeling so deep that even our skin screams for a pleasurable relief from a kiss, touch, even a lick in the most sensitive place. We become one as we share each other's space, hoping this is something that can't be undone or even erased before coming to a place beyond all others' existence. Now he's searching for that special place. Don't know whether I should laugh or scream. Mind so numb, can't decipher whether this is real or a dream, but I do know I don't want him to stop. Because right now he's licking one of my spots while I'm on top, and I'm coming in ways I've never come before. Oh, yeah. Did I mention... There's been no penetration, just lick after lick 
after lick and shit. I'm on a ride of my life. And if I had to die like this, hell, I'd be willing to die twice. With no doubtful regrets, just me and him, hot and wet. And now that he's done searching, he then flips me to the position of his favorite. On my hands and knees, I went, allowing him to enter his sweet cave. And into his manhood, I gave him all his right hook could take. In and out, in and out. I can feel his excitement as I'm screaming out. I'm about to come for you, baby. Exploding together in ecstasy, knowing together again in this place we both want to be, but silence fills the room as we lie in each other's arms listening for signs. Because the morning after has played so heavily on both our minds. Dreaming, breathing, silent, gentle strokes. Time seemed to stand still as neither of us spoke, wondering what the other would be thinking the morning after. At peace. Wow. I'm at- Y'all I need there. you to stop selling my business, too. What I'm not selling <laughs> So, again, you've just witnessed an awesome, intimate conversations on two-time award-winning poet radio at TalkShoe.com. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, poet Kylie Brown, Misconception, Ascension Divine, Script, uh, I'm going to get this right. Wordplay for you to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't miss anybody. And then my awesome co-host, Prisoner of Poetry. Hoping that you all can again join next week as Misconception and Kylie Brown goes forward with uh, Wordsmith Wednesdays. And then meet us yes. back the week after. Yes. But everyone did their thing. President, did you have anything else you want to say? I just want to say that um, what I do, I have a copyright on, and um, you you diminish and you steal from the product when you be telling my business out. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want that to keep happening because I have lawyers, and I will, um, yeah, we'll pursue that, okay? okay? It was a great show. I loved all the poets that came out. They did a great job. I mean, it's just awesome. We need more time. We just need more time. Yeah, yeah. I, I like for everybody to keep coming back for more. So, you know, hey. Uh, again, we thank everyone for joining us on Intimate Conversations at the two-time award-winning Poet Radio. We hope to hear from you again. Check us out Sunday through Friday at TalkShoe.com. And uh, we're going to say over and out. You all have a wonderful evening. And again, thanks for joining us. I love everybody. It was a lot of fun. All right. <laughs>